Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. The return of So It's Come to This. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. We got one that people will not stop requesting. <laughs> Is that right? Us. Oh, yeah. All the comments are flooded with do one of the middle Halloween movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're here. We've for hardly it. done any other. What well, we've done. <laughs> So we are doing uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. That's right. We are. I, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. The only other Halloween movie we've done so far is Halloween 3. Yeah. And so we figured... Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. The one that has nothing to do with With my... The reason that else, they decided Halloween. to name this movie The Return of Michael Myers was to <laughs> beg people back into the theaters. It's a, it's a very He's literal... He's back in this one. Like, very literal He title. is back. And uh, that's good. That would have gotten me back into the theaters if I had been of age to see I it. So I was not of age at the time. No, not not nineteen eighty eight. I didn't sorry. see it until this month. Wow. Yeah, I Brand just new. watched. It. I'd never seen it before. Well, I've never seen this one. I've never seen five. Those are the only two I haven't seen. I love that we're going to cover this one without talking about the first two. No, because <laughs> because honestly, you don't need to see the first two to see this movie. They brilliantly lay out the plot about five different times. <laughs> In this movie, to let you know exactly what happened in the first movie. Yeah, and, well, it was uh, a catch-up. It was a ten. It was ten years after the events of of the first two Halloweens, true. and it was literally ten years after Halloween. Yeah, and let me tell you, I like Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. I liked this movie. I like it. I, I like it quite a bit as well. Yeah, I liked this a lot more than I was expecting. This is to. a positive one. This movie has a lot of work to do, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Coming it, back, ten it years is catching later. a lot of people up on a movie that they might not have seen. So I like that they went for that, and I thought they overall did a good job of of uh, presenting the lore in yeah because smart ways. Halloween, the first one comes out in seventy eight. Uh huh. That's Michael Myers' introduction. Four years later or something, right? Like in eighty one. Yeah. We get Halloween two finally. <laughs> the very next night. Which is which is basically, yeah, the continuation of part one. Yeah. So it's one one event. And then yeah, the, the series does not feature him for a very very profitable eighties decade. Yeah. For all the other slashers became the nom de plus of the It's so crazy movie. when you look at how many cheaper movies made really good money during that eighty. That was a gold mine. For genre cheapness, yeah, actually being profitable, and like, the Halloween series goes, let's make it about kids' masks, <laughs> and, and, and then and then sit Celtic it out stuff. for like the the <laughs> sit it out until it stopped being as lucratively profitable. Yeah, let's hit it right Just... at eighty eight where everything else is on the downslide <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? That's when we come back. <laughs> like it's such a weird idea, and I I've heard different stories that Carpenter actually did write. Uh, a Halloween four, hmm. which focused more on the misery that this town went through, you know, like North Haverbrook's monorail misery. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like he, his town was just like, we don't even talk about Halloween here anymore. Right. Like Halloween is banned at these town limits. And I think that is a cool idea. Uh, 
I get wanting to do just an, a, a slasher is an easier brand of horror to do, but that's a cool idea. And I heard that the canon group just passed on it. Oh, sure. It's like, nope. I had no idea the canon group was in the business of passing on, <laughs> on somebody like John Carpenter, you know? That's how bad the third one did. Yeah. That's how at much the of box a like, four-letter word that one is. That's how much people hated it at the time because it was not a Michael Myers thing. Yeah, and, uh, Canon opted to not do anything <laughs> with the Halloween license. Just turned it down. Yep. Holy cow. That that blew my mind. That's about the same time they're making a lot of great decisions like funding Superman 4. <laughs> yeah, they put so, like 10 mil into Quest for Peace. Maybe so maybe don't take them to, like the Bible. They had to be more, uh, they had to skip over some things. <laughs> well, they Masters have, of the right. Universe bombed. What else can we do? Superman yeah. 4? But great. I was going into this movie just basically looking for things to like because I wasn't expecting it to be an actual good Halloween movie. I assume the only thing you would be expecting is the return of Michael Myers. Yeah, going that's, in knowing that. That's pretty much it. And, <laughs> Spoiler alert in the title. And truthfully, uh, if this was possible, I didn't really know what the plot of the movie was. I didn't know about Jamie. I didn't know Daniel Harris, you know. Sure. Uh so those are all I, I've kept been kept relatively in the dark on four and five somehow without really trying to be. And now I'm going to keep it through five. So I didn't really know, know a lot going into this. And there was a lot of really good surprises for me in the uh, in the smart ways the movie unfolded. The director I wasn't uh, is a guy who I didn't know the name of, even though I've seen a few of his other kind of late 80s, early 90s straight to video things. Uh Including one with like he did like a kind of Bronson kind of movie with Joe Don Baker before oh, this yeah. called Getting Even, <laughs> which is you this know is like a, one of those Walking Tall kind of John Baker Dwight H Little Dwight H Little a classic, name I, yeah <laughs> name I didn't know but name. he did he did uh, Marked for Death okay one of your favorite Steven Seagal is movies. oh yeah yeah and I that's a those. that's like a huge box office one for Seagal so this guy brought way more uh, cool touches to the movie than I expected a movie. I, I, there was more nuance and more expertise in framing actual horror moments than I was expecting for Halloween 4. All of the scares, I think, are really effective. All of the appearances of Myers are really scary. Mm. Four specific ones, all cool Michaels appears from, My, Michael Myers appears from something. All really well done. This guy didn't really do horror movies other than this one, but this was a well-shot horror movie. Yeah. The pacing on it is really slow in kind of almost uh, the same way Jaws had slowdown spots and Poltergeist had slowdown spots. And I thought the scares were all really good, really cool. On the surface, it seems like a very kind of basic plot of Michael Myers escapes Mm -hmm. from the penitentiary uh, insane asylum where he's been held. And goes back to kill the remainder of his family, which he learns is his young niece, right. a seven-year-old. Seven-year-old. We'll get into that later. Uh, even from the very beginning, the pacing and the, like you said, the expertise comes into play. The rain uh, storm that ha- accompanies this late-night transfer from the psychiatric it's always ward. always a late-night rainy transfer with these people. We almost, in my opinion, the movie almost starts too strong with the security guard at the <laughs> insane asylum. Those nasty teeth security guard. Who's uh, just like, uh, oh yeah, welcome to hell. 
this guy's line is just like, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. And everything like that. This He's is like, just a place for the damned and the criminally insane. I mean, like, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I think this guy... <laughs> He's come to terms at least. But right from the beginning, you get this great kind of character actor action. You get Michael Myers in the bed with the face bandages covering him. Yeah. The transfer in the rain when the theme music <laughs> kicks in. Okay, there's what about that good stuff. This movie had a great uh stupid administrative person trying to pretend their job is cool line. Mm. And I always and this movie had a couple of those, like cops saying like biting off more they can chew trying to sound cool. And when they're loading Myers into the ambulance, one of the ambulance drivers looks at the other and goes, locked and loaded. <laughs> and yes. the guy just kind of stares back like, what? Like we're doing lines it's now? It's all that kind of stuff. But then it's like the security guard is like, welcome to hell. And then he's like, yes, indeedy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, you're saying so right from the beginning. I'm going even earlier than that. The very opening that credits montage is, great. is yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. The opening credits is, I think, one of the like two best in all of the Halloween movies. All of that uh, like harvest Halloween. A lot of farmland and just old harvest imagery. Uh, also, Mustafa Akkad. <laughs> the name synonymous with horror. Master of horror, Absolutely. Mustafa Akkad. Uh, the return of Mustafa. How many how many times did that name just pop up right in the middle of, you know, one of your straight-to-video Carpenter ripoff? I love uh, it. It's so good. But that intro, those opening credits is, I think, some gorgeous, evocative horror filmmaking. I was into this movie from the first minute, and I was not expecting that. It was uh, just a pleasant surprise all the way through. Great right. score to start us off, and just... Uh, yeah, immediately that Myers first kill obviously pops up in the ambulance and just thumbs a guy through oh, the forehead. Thumbs down <laughs> from Michael Myers on this guy. <laughs> he just one shot, just boom, like he's uh, Shiger in No Country for All Men. I just love that like these two these two orderlies have come to collect this guy who's murdered 10 years ago. And this security guard is the first time you get the whole backstory laid uh-huh. out. 10 years ago, he murdered 16 people. And now he's a comatose guy that we're going to transfer for some reason in the middle of the night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when they're in the ambulance and it's like, so this guy got any uh, family or. Uh... <laughs> and the one guy's like, yeah, he's got some family. <laughs> He's got a niece, but she's like real young, still lives in Haddonfield. It's like still the plot lives in Haddonfield, the, right yeah. near where the original murders took place it's, near this night. <laughs> you just 10 see him years like ago. holding the script, like, yes, <laughs> the niece is in Haddonfield. And then, you know, Mike Myers comes to, you know, comes back to life. Like, I got to get back to Haddonfield. Once he, once he heard that there was a seven year old girl tangentially related to a family member of his. He had to just thumb a guy through the forehead and and steal an ambulance. I just, how do you sit there with the comatose psycho and just be like, so, small talk. (laughs) I think it's the equivalent of the morgue guy who's always eaten a hoagie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They got to show these people just how soulless they are. Just how how, uh, ghoulish they could be. Well, this guy's got a couple new holes in his face now. This movie did enough things that I were smart enough and funny enough to me that they could have been intentional or also could have been unintentional. Like uh, 
all the complaints that like who taught Michael Myers how to drive a car. Right. And this movie has just Michael Myers stealing several vehicles. Oh, <laughs> just like he knows how to drive there, stick. He knows how to drive. <laughs> I love that he finds an exact replica of a gas truck from the original 78 <laughs> yeah. movie. Like where he uh, first gets that overalls. Like, yeah. yeah. Everything he, he's like, oh, perfect. This is oh, great. Man. I love this. I'm right back in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Never change, Haddonfield. Even fits for a big guy like me. <laughs> Well, that, all right, so that is my one complaint about <laughs> Halloween. Uh, is the guy playing Michael Myers in this one just kind of looks like John Cusack? Oh man, he's just like a tall guy. The shoulders are bad. Mm-hmm. The but the the mask in this is <laughs> it's like this is my main complaint with the movie. This is really my only complaint with the movie. If you go on the IMDb and you look at the poster with the close up mask and it's like got all the William Shatner indentations yeah, and yeah. worn. That's not the mask in the movie. No. You get this totally featureless, blank, gross, <laughs> cheap-looking plastic mask. I think I actually think I thought this while watching the movie. Like this is the visual equivalent of Christian Bale's Batman voice, like taking oh. me out of the movie. <laughs> You're just like, seeing it's this so like, bad. It really it just looks like he's wearing kind of um like he's. He did a comic prank where he was tossing a pizza dough and it yeah. fell over his head and then he jokingly made eye holes. <laughs> so he's just this wearing this kind of blank white pizza hole face mask with the blonde. You get the shitty blonde. <laughs> Something about the hair. The was, hair is bad. It has like kind of Muppet hair. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's really tucked into the suit yet. Like it's almost like they pushed him onto the set like as he's like still putting it on. Yeah, and, it, and then he kind of is the way he moves is also like he's not lined up with the eye holes, so he's kind of like, just like cut. All right, moving on. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. This is one of those things that keeps surprising me. In the movie is whether they did this intentionally or just happy accident. It made a great scene in the movie way more effective when a bunch of local teens dress up like Myers and it's like this 17 year old could be Myers <laughs> I it could gonna, be him I was gonna bring that up like <laughs> they sh- even show you how easy it is for people <laughs> yeah. to get these masks in this town yeah when five like local teens are like let's dress up as the Myers guy yeah and get a gun pulled on us yeah love and that scene. prank some cops and then it's like yeah, that could have been Myers because that's how bad the mask has been so far. It's it's tough. Yeah, you got to get through it. And actually, he bit, looks yeah. for some reason to me, he looks a lot better in like the last act. Hmm. Something about they like turned the lighting down. They got yeah, the light go- off he, the white. He's mask. going through a dark uh, house in the going through the, the house end, at yeah. night is great. Getting on that roof, like he looks good in those scenes. Mm-hmm. But man, those first scenes when you like see him in the mirror, and yeah, it, it looks it looks but tough. Here's the thing. This is why I think a lot of this credit goes to Dwight H. Little, a man we've always praised on So It's Come to This. A uh, long time podcast I loved when the favorite. cult movie series did the Dwight H. Little double feature. <laughs> yeah. no. But this guy working with the Myers that we get, all of the Myers appearances are very cool. Yeah. Even the early ones. When we see him in Jamie's mirror, that's a good shot. It blends right from the darkness of her hair walking by the mirror. Great appearance. He looks like he does. Great but shot. But it's a great but, shot. But then also like Christian Bale Batman voice coming through like, ah. I know. My favorite ah. shot in the movie outside of the credits is Pleasance seeing Michael Myers in the diner. Like 
yeah. through the kitchen door. He's tracked him down. We'll get to Pleasance later, but this is the first of one of many genuinely great scenes for Pleasance in this movie. We'll talk a lot about him. We were both impressed with his work. Yeah, here. if nothing else, this movie does right by the return of Dr. Loomis. Yeah, Big and that's time. important. But that shot of him tracking him, Michael, to the diner, immediately, oh, the first appearance, he is a, he is aged more than 10 years. And it is like, no, we're not doing this again. We are not fucking this up to the same level. We are like, he is, in the first one, you could tell there was still some hesitance. Like, I know I sound crazy. You need to listen to me. By this one, it is like, nope, I don't care how this looks. Yeah. I don't care if you don't believe me. I'm doing this. Well, the first one, he is pretty adamant that yes. Michael Myers is evil. Yes. He just didn't have the evidence to back it up because he'd been in uh-huh. the nope. institute. I was right ten years ago. So now when he comes back, like to the sheriff, and he's like, "You know, I'm right when I'm telling you this," and they're like, "Fuck, he's right. All right, he's right. Call him up." Yeah. Um, but that shot of him seeing Michael in the diner at you know at lengthwise shot. Ooh. Just giving it one last kind of plead. Just like, like come on. Like, take me. Take me. Don't what? go after these people. And yeah, just the way he's got the gun in his hand. And So the way you said the movie keeps reminding us what the original story was, the thing yeah. I think it does well is the ways it explains and shows the evolution of his inhumanity. It really got to me, and I thought they committed really well to Pleasance pointing out that idea of somebody with no human side. Mm-hmm. Like, it gets into that Terminator territory, which, you know, if you think of this movie like a Terminator movie. This movie definitely goes into some Terminator territory. And so once you think of it, like, it doesn't go quite to the level of the Terminator this thing can't be reasoned with, because he does try to reason with it still, but before admitting there's no human side. Yeah. There's nothing. So he's trying to bargain with him and saying, like, as if one more death will be enough. Like, maybe he just broke out and he just wants to wet his beak a little bit. <laughs> Again, you know, he killed a couple of ambulance drivers. Maybe if he can get a good kill, like right. Loomis, one that counts for a little more, he'll be, like, fine for another decade. Like, Loomis is holding out that one one Hail Mary. And so I love that whole scene. I thought that kind of touch overcomes any potential issues in the recap or the the weak Myers look. So... I really liked Pleasance in this, who is Ben. Oh, yeah. He's a guy I love even when I, I hate in movies. <laughs> I, I, I always love him even when he is annoyingly overly pleasanced. Well, I like the uh, I, I like the Loomis in this one. The, the return of Loomis, Same. he is uh, visibly scarred from the second movie when they well, burn they had- up. They had to explain him in an explosion. They uh, yeah, which is fine. But they they really give like he really kind of falls back into that role mm-hmm. so easily. I think it's it's one of his best performances in in these kind of horror movies, especially oh, yeah. especially late era like this. Uh, it really could have been bad, especially when he knew he had to act through makeup. Mm-hmm. You could have gotten a loud pleasance. I like that this was just tired gunslinger pleasance <laughs> it was it was the, the, yeah this the, is his unforgiven <laughs> you know even even the way he tried to he, he tries to shoot it at michael myers in that in that uh gas station scene it's it's so much more the resigned like you're making you're making me do this again yeah you're making me go you through have this to go again. through this 
Really? Like, yeah, it's it's a... Which is a good... And he plays it resignedly. He doesn't play it, like, overwrought. Uh, it's a man committing to to stopping this thing that he at least understands more than anyone else. And it's a really good performance for him to do that. Because this did require a lot of, like you said, dialogue that really could have just seen like, oh my gosh, some of us do know the, the story <laughs> kind of thing. And I think he... Uh, well, because, yeah, he still delivers like the, he's evil on two legs kind of lines. <laughs> yeah. But the way he is just like exasperated and like i have to explain this again yeah to people but i i really like that they leaned into the man that exists beyond rules mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i i like that they're having to confront that before it's just like we don't know and this one <laughs> it, it does lead into like that kind of uh, a thing but not in a, a ham-handed way and that's why it, again We've praised him a lot before, but Dwight H. Little <laughs> is just a guy who brings this kind of expertise to this kind of thing that could have sucked. When you're seeing a little... When you go to a little joint, <laughs> you, <laughs> the floor is already going to be high. Um, no, I just, uh, I just... Ceiling is low. I kept <laughs> just being surprised at how much I was enjoying this movie. Well, also because a lot of this movie also focuses on a seven-year-old girl. Yeah. And that can be that can be painful. a mountain to climb yeah. for a movie. And they actually kind of pull it off with this little kid and, and her teenaged foster sister. Danielle Harris is great. Uh, as Jamie. Ja- uh, yeah. Jamie she Lloyd. She was so good. Uh, she has a lot to do here mm-hmm. and she has to cry and then she also has to act like a little kid and be scared of this thing and a lot of running a lot of screaming a lot of a lot of running and showing terror which I always think is really impressive yeah uh, when a kid can get that deep into it she, we've talked before I will always bring it up Jacob Tremblay in Dr. Sleep sure right when right, he is right. getting his soul sucked out of him you know by yeah. oh my god that kid's screams are terrifying and while i don't think danielle harris gets to that level of terror here i was scared during a lot of the jamie scenes that opening nightmare her suddenly getting to a unpopulated area of the Mm trick-or-treating route like her running and screaming at the end like those scares were really good she is very sympathetic right that's what i mean and following her that much and and putting that much into it you know it could have been bad. Sometimes it's, it, it's not as good, but this she one worked out. She was great. This is a really, really strong uh, performance from a child actor in a horror movie. Just a child. Just a child. Just a young I mean, child. I mean, I do think she had to have been older than she actually was because she looks like six. But she, <laughs> but I, I have to assume she was like nine or ten, I think. Uh, let's see. Danielle Harris was born in 77. So 10 or 11. <laughs> so she just, But she still, looks really little. Still. Just like Tremblay, She's, my it's, boy. It's not like a, it's not like a Michelle Tanner, like twins are, you know, one's right. working one day and one's working the next. Yeah. She's taking a lot on. What a bold move to bring back the franchise and bring back Michael Myers, but also focus it around a kid. Yeah. What a step for, for a group that didn't want to take risks and just wanted a guaranteed money-making Michael Myers one. Weird move to put a kid as the star of their R-rated Horror movie and she's, comeback. She's the daughter of Laurie Strode. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I happened. Think so there. they never explained why Laurie's dead, but Laurie survived the Michael Myers uh, killings, had a baby, 
and died about uh, six years into this kid's life. A big thing that I'm a fan of is that reasons unknown that the movie doesn't the movie doesn't keep bringing it up. We just move on. Hey, she's related. He's coming back for her. Let's touch on other stuff. And again, I know she comes back in H2O, and, and, yeah. and then they retcon this whole thing later. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I'm just rolling with it at yeah. this point. This is like reading the X-Men comics where you're just like, whatever, man. Yeah, I'm cool with it. The <laughs> movie just... doesn't linger on stuff, but it does a good job of, of getting us to other stuff. You just I'm tell cool me what it. planet we're on, and yeah. we'll, we'll roll with the story here. It does a little bit more of the, uh, of <laughs> the sleepaway camp sequels thing where it's like yeah they didn't really need angela like you know we don't need Lori, like mythology at this point we can move on to him terrorizing somebody for some other reason right but as long so as you keep it in the family yeah it's weird the stuff the stuff they chose to just never explain away but they're like no it needs to be a relative of the strode family like why <laughs> there's so many other things they didn't care to to keep so i don't know it's weird when no, a th- fans are going to want to come back for the Strode name. Exactly. That's but, what's but bringing also, in the people. Her name is Jamie Lloyd, not Strode. Yeah. <laughs> We're not using the Strode name. Yeah. Actually, maybe they legally couldn't use it. That's maybe possible. It was like, yeah, that makes sense. Carpenter's like, I'll give you Michael Myers. I'll give you yeah. Loomis. But you I, can't have Laurie Strode. I hope, my, I hope Carpenter just made a shit ton of money. I, hope, all I of feel this, like his right? only credit on the in the movie is for the theme song. But obviously... Mm-hmm. He got paid for the characters yeah. and all that. So, yeah, he's he's okay. But No, I'm not, I'm not saying okay. Carpenter's doing better than he's at. Yeah, you know, this guy's great. But I'm saying I'm just hoping it's one of these, like, he's always seemed like a guy who just will get five mil and be like, great, do what you want, and I'm going to say shitty things about it if it's bad. Yeah. Like, so fine with it, you know? I like that he's just like, no, this was the one I wanted to make. I'm not going to do anything less than that. I like to think he took this money and made some cool movie well, with he, it. He made he made They Live at the same year. So They Live, you know. yeah, he would have just made Prince of Darkness. So, yeah, yeah, he so, was busy. So he was doing okay. But, well, yeah, he had already had his implosion with the big Hollywood stuff. Yeah, yeah, he had point. moved beyond that. So. Uh, one thing, element that I love that this movie brought into it is vigilante justice oh yeah so while they didn't go the full route of having this town ban halloween at least they acknowledge that there's people in haddonfield who are fine with like no not again (laughs) like there's some people that still are taking this while not banning it outright no we're getting in pickup trucks standing up in the back holding guns like this this seems like not the first time that they've done this yeah, like the bar, right. Like, so <laughs> they got real like easy hair triggers when uh, yeah. when a murder happens on Halloween, at least. Yeah, when when the uh, the word goes out to close up shop, everyone go home because Michael Myers is out there. They don't say because Michael Myers is out there, but when the word goes out, yeah, the barman calls the sheriff station to get word, and when there's no answer, he just looks at everyone and goes, "Well, let it go." Yeah, and everyone just knows. Yeah. Well, we're going to go get in some trucks now. Yeah, we're getting in it. it, It's Saturday already. I can't believe it. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. I (laughs) I love that. And also, that is the scariest part for me in this movie. If you want to talk about seeing that happen on the streets of Santa Rosa. right. (laughs) Just guys in trucks deciding we're we're the law now. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was thinking the- We're going to take care of it. I was thinking of that from both ways. Like, would uh, would it go the way of like- Michael Myers is back, and people are like, no, he's not. 
stop being idiots about this. We're going trick or treating. Right. I like the respect for Michael yeah. Myers. We're not going back in our him. house. Like, is that what would happen now, or would it be like people would just be like, let's fucking kill him? Like, I don't know. Seems like a coin flip. People didn't the the Myers deniers. Right. Could be hoax, a thing. Hoax theories. Yeah. It would be awful. Mm. Don't do that in the new Halloween sequels. I don't want it. But but I like that. I like the way this movie don't does. Do that, the, don't yeah. do it. I like the vigilante justice aspect. I wasn't expecting Haddonfield to be like, let's fucking get him. Well, they're like, lovable bumpkins. And they're all. They are. And it's great. It's like Dark Knight of the Scarecrow yeah. kind of stuff. You know, it's all the. I believe they're described as a, a bunch of beer bellies with shotguns. And they all. They got like. Accurate. They got like 10 beer belly with shotgun guys. Yeah. They do kill Ted. Yeah, it's great. They accidentally kill they a guy. They kill named a guy. Ted. Yeah, they kill a guy. He, the one guy, swore he saw Michael Myers, and they all shoot <laughs> they into the bushes on him. like it's the Predator, like it's Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> the Predator. You got Bill Duke <laughs> guy with a Gatlin gun. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Get, basically, you got these guys in trucks going down, mowing down any rustling hedge in town. <laughs> This guy that's loves hiding mean. behind hedges. Great if to I, watch on screen. Terrifying if that's happening yeah, on my oh block. Oh, man. No, this guy <laughs> loves hedges. One hedge rustles. Oh, they just load that hedge up. My God, honey, the beer bellies are back. Yeah, these guys. Get down. <laughs> these guys have killed more people than Myers did since that original Halloween. Ted. Yeah. And the one guy's just like, you damn fool. <laughs> uh, you, you done idiot. it now. Yeah. No, this is a town they face now. no recourse. For, this is a town. Every autumn that is just painted with blood. Myers or not. These people got Seems hair like the triggered. town is cursed. No, but uh, so I like that they did at least incorporate Carpenter's idea in some way that this town is now cursed. This town is now a puritanical dead zone that nobody goes into. Like that's they could have right. gone really dark with that. Yeah. Here at least it's a people that remember the events. I like yeah, I like how the sheriffs get on board. And they're like, well, if you're right, I am right. Okay, all right, you're right. And they're just like, okay, fine. God that, damn it. So that is the scene where Pleasance does start getting into the like unhinged yeah, yeah. Pleasance. Big and time. the thing about it is the words he chooses to emphasize. It's very Shatnery. <laughs> when you go full Pleasance, it's, it's what people th- do when they do impressions of Shatner. And it's like what the sheriff's saying, like, You've created a lynch mob because Pleasance is basically like, yeah, here's what he looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, Go yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Find him. And the sheriff's like, what are you doing? And, and he's just like, you haven't got police force. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the words to emphasize, he just hits force. And so it's like he's doing this crazy Obi-Wan uh-huh. thing when he does get crazy. He's, 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 he's got the crazy eyes going. He's got the crazy eyes, but he sounds so much like Alec Guinness. But Alec Guinness just going like nuts, <laughs> and uh, so I love what he the moments he does choose. It's always when some guy's like, "Look, I don't know," and he's like, "Shut up, nope, Man. this is what's out." And so he chooses when to turn it on. I'm to, now picturing Alec Guinness as Doctor Loomis. <laughs> it's an interesting. Take. That was the hang- that's why Cannon passed. It'd it be was, an interesting. It take. had to be attached to Guinness, and they just couldn't pay him. So yeah. No, I really do think. Uh, Pleasance in this one gives it one of his best performances, mm-hmm. and and everything he does is just, I just, I'm glued to it every time yeah. he's on screen. Well, that's the great thing because I was Daniel Harris gives such a great sympathetic uh, child performance, 
and it's basically split screen time before between Pleasance getting the screen time and then uh, Danielle Harris. And so when they're both so strong in their respective ways, it just really kept this whole thing buoyant throughout. It really kept me into it more than I was expecting the fourth movie. And great scenes with, with Pleasance on the road with the preacher and oh just, yeah there's a just lot of great these, total one-off characters in this movie there's just all these and it, there's all these great chances for donald pleasance to like kind of give a look and kind of laugh and think and take a sip of whiskey, whiskey yeah. <laughs> yeah. just there's all this depth that he gets to put into every little thing well that that's I what's love. so great is that he gets all this screen time and it could have been so chewed up and so <laughs> like, been like heavy. i feel like this is like he really worked on this whereas yeah it could have been like he comes in for three days mm-hmm. gives some uh background yeah because he does do a lot of that he lets everyone know who this guy is we've seen a lot of donald pleasant's appearances that are like two scenes in a movie where you don't know any of the other I mean, actors even like danielle harris as the seven-year-old has to give the background of like it's been 11 months <laughs> Like, she's got to lay out the timeline for us. Everyone's got to do work. Like I said, man, this town remembers. This town remembers down to the date. It's like, you are never confused about what's going on in this movie. It's like, I know you wish your mom picture of Laurie Strode could be here, but she can't. You've been with us now as a foster child for like a little under a year. It's been 11 months. Yes, we know what under a year is. Well, they want, you know. <laughs> also, I wonder how much, how much, like, uh, the checks Jamie Lee Curtis gets for this are. Oh, I hope. Isn't that be great if she's making as much as anybody else just for getting pictures of, of Lori shown? Like, nope, I appeared in this movie. That's money, baby. Technically. Technically. No, that's how it works. So I'd love to know just how much she's cashing every three months just because they had to show people, remember? This was her, right? If you, and it's a really big close-up on a photograph. Like, eh? Yeah. You remember. You know. <laughs> you know. You know what we're talking about. But again, had I been seeing this uh, in the theater when it came out, this is a movie that I think I would be leaving satisfied with getting this as my Halloween movie to see in the theater. Well, you get a lot of good kills yeah. in this movie. You get... Like I said, towards towards the end, I think Michael Myers does become the, the menacing presence he's meant to be. Well, yeah, he gets a knife like two-thirds of the yeah. way through. Before then, he's like running people over, kind of strangling, thumbing through their heads. <laughs> I do like the Bucky kill in the, oh, yeah. uh, what do you call that? An electrical He just throws grid. him into, into the... The guy's got the word Bucky on his helmet, <laughs> and he's just like, you can't be here. This guy is like the ultimate... like. NPC like in a movie just like <laughs> I just get to run this guy over in Grand Theft Auto that guy's Auto. the one he's just standing in front of the whole town's power conductor supply <laughs> and he's the one guy separating Haddonfield from being completely out of power and it's just like my you can't oh, and then yeah, he's like, thrown I'm on a train I'm gonna call the cops you stay right there <laughs> he gets thrown on a transformer and roasts uh. but yeah, just like yeah, yeah, they they take these fun routes to get to these these characters and uh, throw in these quirky small town Haddonfield yokels, and I kind of liked that aspect. I since they showed in the beginning when they used all those harvest visuals, the other movies don't really talk about Haddonfield as much as a harvest town. Right. I liked their turn making it into more of a harvest kind of town. Well, it's a town that is apparently like 45 minutes away from any kind of state police yeah. or any backup. 
<laughs> because once the grid goes out and Michael Myers does turn the police station into the Terminator set, yeah, then it's like we got to call the troopers. Well, they're about an hour and a half away, so yeah. why don't we hold up <laughs> in this gotta... house for a while? And yeah, you've got. Uh, I actually I like the teens a lot with Rachel, the older foster sister who's supposed to be watching Jamie, right? Uh, Brady, her boyfriend, <laughs> who's like Ray Liotta Jr. Yeah. We we got some kind of meathead guys. In we this got one. the meathead guys, and then his like other side piece, the, the <laughs> cop's daughter, right? With her, she is eighties. She's perfect for for late eighties yeah. kind of horror movie. Yeah. But wearing that like cops do it by the book shirt yes. for just an hour of the movie. What a sh- like we've wear, gotten th- we've gone through this weird trend. <laughs> Uh, we've gone through this weird trend in horror movies, which I didn't realize was such a thing until I've seen it, which is uh, a lot of girls in horror movies just wearing their dad's clothes. Yeah. And also boyfriends of the girls wearing the dad's clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was never, like, wearing my dad's work shirts right. around the house. <laughs> like, I mean, try, we were... trying on my dad's khakis. Obviously, we were doing stuff in their bed, but not... Uh, sure. Wait a but minute. Like, <laughs> But now we've run across like five different horror movies the last year where it's just know, like, right? why is this boy? Like he was in Cutting Class. It was. Just like trying two, on two, dad's Wasn't suit. it like two different guys yeah. somehow got dad's clothes on in that movie? Yeah, just post-coitus, just like, hey, look at me. I'm in your dad's <laughs> big suit. Like, what are we doing? Was that a thing? Isn't that weird? I've If I was Someone's lucky enough to be over issues. at a girl's house, I'm never like, hey, let me find your dad's track suits. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, hey, I'm just, your dad. So yeah, I'm, do, do. <laughs> I'm assuming, like, whose idea was the the cops do it by the book? To, how annoying would a cop be wearing that that shirt? Just maybe on an apron, kinda, maybe on a grilling apron. Well, I kind of like the idea that a. I like the idea that the cops' daughters always get killed in Halloween movies. Yeah, big fan of that. We got to bring back that. The, the people want to <laughs> see that. That's but what they think. I though. do like the idea. Yeah, that that being like a shirt he got at a softball game it was like, give it to my yeah. daughter, <laughs> <laughs> so she can wear that. Look, I'm a big fan of you know, in a horror movie you get soft tits and a soft shirt. That's cool, but man, <laughs> associating it right with cops, that just feels like a that's a cruel trick. Well, and then the cop they do come home. Uh, they oh, they yeah. fortify in the cop's house. And Brady has like, been smooching with the girl, and the cop definitely knows what's going on. And he does the classic cop thing. Classic cop. Threatening violence. Just threatens to blow this kid <laughs> to pieces. Just in this sinister, like, abusive cop tone. It's like, yeah, this guy's a cop, all I right. catch you groping, my daughter. I'll use that shotgun on you. Yeah. Is the words. There's a killer on the loose. but like, this guy's not even st- clever. Yeah. Not even clever. Mm-hmm. What a cop. Ugh, but yeah, she's wearing this. We are holed up in the house for like 40, 40 minutes of this movie. I do like that that whole sequence mm-hmm. though, because you got to get the killer in the house to yeah. really make this. You know, it's all funny games when he's at the Phillips station, <laughs> yeah. blowing things <laughs> up, just driving off in a tow truck, and then you get the off-screen massacre at the cop station. So then it's like this is definitely weird because several men would have been firing <laughs> guns at him at one time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, once you get it back to the classic in the house, going after dudes, slowly yeah, walking like up the stairs, this well, is where the movie really shines. The movie ramps up cr- to some crazy levels, including him confronting all the vigilantes in a great scene of him like 
climbing onto one of the vigilante trucks. So yeah. We, get, we do see him dispatching a bunch of vigilantes at some point, but him going through the house, which also leads to all the characters' unhinged dialogue moments. Oh, yeah. In the house stuff, when all the panic's setting in and you know they've been breached, that's when people start losing their minds in this movie. What's your favorite panic moment of Halloween for The Return of um, Michael Myers? Because I have one. I really liked when they tried to run out of the house, but they've been locked inside the house. Because, you know, all the once they find the first dead cop. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Great review. I love they got like this. Oh, and then cops do it by the book. Shirt girl gets the shotgun oh. impaled. Oh, yeah. Good that kill. That was gross. Good kill. But, yeah, once they start finding dead bodies, I like the first dead cop reveal. Because he was the cool, like, sitting by the front door with a shotgun Another, aimed like, at it cop. blonde facial hair cop in a movie. <laughs> like, maybe the third we've come across in the last yeah. few months. Really making cops look even uglier than they already are. Just giving them, like... Like Somehow more flesh, flesh facial hair that always is, looks disgusting. And a thousand yard stare that's just like, yeah, you won't get in here. Yeah, so it's that Joe Don Baker in Cape Fear just camped out by the door and finding him just wrecked, <laughs> you know? And so I like that in the scene. And afterwards, when they're trying to get out the front door, Brady like blows the lock off with a shotgun. And then goes to touch it, and he goes like, oh, God damn it! It's metal! It's metal! And uh, and Rachel just screams, what does that mean? <laughs> like, imagine writing this into a script, just somebody going like, I have no idea what you're talking about! Like, why are we what filling up, like, mean? time? <laughs> That's such a perfect, like, here's why this is important. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, and then they just move on. It's not him just being like, because it's hot, it's hot. I don't, yeah. like, it didn't no, work. He, he just goes, that means we can't get out. <laughs> yeah, they just, upstairs. Well, my favorite part is right after that when Brady clearly has never been taught how to use a gun. And is given a gun know, with he no shot, training. He shot that lock off, even though it, uh, <laughs> it didn't, didn't help him out. It was he should have known. God damn it. He should have known. Uh, when yeah, when he gets uh, subdued by Michael Myers and they have oh, to run yeah. up the stairs, when he's like fumbling, he's like Barney Fife fumbling with his like, <laughs> ten minutes shelf. trying to get two Myers shells into is a not gun. a quick stairwalker, but uh, no, and he stops and turns and takes a look. He really surveys the scene as he's coming up the stairs yeah. too. Yeah. Anyway, Brady useless with a gun. But then that guy's through a lot. But though, then man, Rachel I, up in the attic. Oh is, yeah, Rachel up in the attic's last. Her, we, her, while her, trying to hide Jamie. Her Loomis him. moment of reasoning with Michael Myers is just to simply yell, Leave us alone! <laughs> just just like, leave us alone! She looks, she looks down the stairs do into it. Myers' face and just, Hey, just back knock, off. Knock it off! Knock it off, Myers! <laughs> All right! Yeah. We get it! She's just watched so many people be off. This, that is, you know what? I would, I would do something that dumb. In putting that situation, I <laughs> that would. Feels I, I don't know what I would. I would say something super dumb. Yeah, yeah. It would just come out, and then I'd feel like an idiot. I'd probably use like the word "bro" somehow. Yeah, I'd do I'd something. Like, don't kill me, bro. <laughs> and then the rest of my life just being like, ah, yeah, in my weakest moment. Yeah, I'd probably. I'd, I said bro. I'd, some something like I'd feel like just before death, shame by letting out like some ugly vanity. I'd be like, not in the face, <laughs> like, and then, and then I'm like, oh, how, how egotist, like, and then, or, and or just I'd like lie have my, it'd be like, I have kids, <laughs> <laughs> just bargain your way out of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I would do some pretty, 
you know, like you're 15. What are you talking about? <laughs> even with the knowledge that Byers had offed soullessly 25 people, if I saw that there was like back a me backed into a corner, right? I would. <laughs> I'd dirty fight at that point, man. I would be pleading. I'd be trying to con him out of it. I'd be doing the like, no, I can help. Like I can let me show you where more bodies are. Like I would be bargaining and then I'd like try and I know where the school is. Yeah. I'd try and kick him low. Like I would, I would probably make last minute bargains with no one tries to kick Michael Myers in the nuts. (laughs) We've never, we've never established. They all go for the face. Like even Brady, when he's got to hit him with the shotgun Oh man, I'd be doing uppercutting. Right between the legs, with right. that bad boy. Yeah, once he, yeah, the well, oh, so <laughs> Brady, that poor guy, he takes like ten seconds to get that shotgun shell in, and then if he was like, he just shoots it right under his armpit, like no, oh. literally like doing his Ray Liotta, like get upstairs, Rachel, <laughs> get up there, Rachel. I did not, the Liotta didn't cross my mind. Oh, it's a it, total but... Ray Liotta, like get up there, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't cross my mind, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. But oh, it's a total Leota. I, you got to rewatch it with Leota <laughs> in mind. Rewatch it thinking of Teen Leota as Brady. Uh, <laughs> but so af- after Rachel has her unfortunate, just go, just yeah. get out of here. Bother you're someone else. You're not wanted here. <laughs> yeah, I think I no now look. I would probably, I, I could see also trying to get in some diss. <laughs> like calling him pathetic or something, you know, like, you know, well, I don't like know. Michael Liars. I could, yeah, I could see, exactly. I could see trying to be a big shot and like a smart aleck and then like also equal chance I'd fumble the line. Well, I would do the line and then like immediately slip on an actual banana peel <laughs> <laughs> and then like get taken out. Yeah. I, Just thumb in the face somehow. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it well. So I can't fault no. Rachel or Brady too much. But all the escapes in this movie, like I said, the scares, I really liked. I mentioned earlier Daniel Harris suddenly finding herself alone trick-or-treating and Rachel's desperate running to find her. Yeah, good uh, sequence. Great sequence. And then the upstairs window escape, really scary, yes. really well done, with Jamie piggybacking onto Rachel and Rachel having to, Climb out the attic window, climb a kind of steep roof, wearing a kid uh, yeah. on your back. Uh, the loose tiles and everything. Yeah, and so that whole thing, Good I thought suspense. I was, I thought was, yeah, exactly. That scene was great. They had the music like the ding, 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 like really soft. Well, this was, and this it was, was like uh, building up. The music was um, Alan Alan Howers, which is which kind of gives it a lot of credibility. He he did a lot of scores with Carpenter. Oh, okay. He did uh, the well, season of the great... witch score together, and he worked on several of the other good nice. ones with yeah. them. Yeah, they do a great kind of yeah. So they are kindred spirits in the, of synth, the original the yeah. horror and sci-fi soundtrack. So. That shot of Michael Myers' hand coming up over the top of the roof, yeah, and, you, and then <laughs> screaming off camera—that's a scary shot. Very that's scary. A good, good shot. And they they do There's that a same, couple of those. They do that same kind of shot with him coming up over the bed of the pickup truck. Yeah, the uh, with end. the vigilantes at the end. But the one on the roof, just because the visual of the girls scrambling and falling on the roof, all really good. All the drops looked way too steep. One of them rolls down a steep roof incline and smashes into a chimney. Oh yeah, like it all looked really good and really violent. Rachel gets knocked out. Yeah. 
It, it, yeah. And it, you know, kind of like the Adrian Barbeau on the rooftop of the lighthouse in the pirates, you know, it had that same kind of oh, steep sided. Yeah. Uh, so there was these kind of carpenter nods, uh, even car- though carpenter had zero involvement. And I like that. That just kept me with this thing way more than I ever expected. Even though, even with the slow spots, even with those down periods when they're waiting at the house and the carnage is just kind of approaching them. Right. You know, uh, again, those Jaws kind of moments. Like that could have been a, whoo, we could have had a 78 minute movie, guys. We had to go, <laughs> we had to go 90. I liked, all, go 90. I liked all those slow beats yeah. in this one. I liked the dramatic side of the quieter side of Pleasance and that they didn't just make Danielle Harris a screaming child. Mm -hmm. It made her actual screaming terror scarier because she was a pretty rational kid who's had a tough life. It's made fun at school. You know, she seemed like a real kid. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a scene early on where she's getting tormented by the other kids with some of the cruelest, uh, taunting i've ever heard yeah the the jamie is an orphan man kids jamie were... is an orphan <laughs> yeah like, that is harsh damn man. so she's crying and she's like you're okay she's like talking to herself trying to calm herself down and then rachel picks her up and she, and then they're talking about getting a halloween costume and she's like oh, yeah. can we get ice cream after yeah and then she goes yeah and then it's just a close-up of, of jamie just going hmm, hmm. yeah all nice. right ice cream things aren't so bad i was just like Wow, that was like, they just gave you this little slice of like, <laughs> yep, this is a kid. No, I, I loved it. I, yeah, I really like, I really thought they allowed herself to be a real kid. Like you said, some kids are pretty resilient. Uh, they can bounce back from things and get over things quickly. Some kids can get <laughs> scared and then be convinced that it's okay right after, especially you distract them with doing something fun mm-hmm. afterwards. So I like that they gave her a little bit of complexity that she's had to already cope with really, really mean bullies and cope with not really being a part of a society, you know, her classmates fun, but they also had her be like a normal kid too. And I thought that was a really fun way to approach the performance. I'm glad they let her do that. Uh, You know, she was in the movie we've seen more times than any other movie. She was in one line of, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, good. At Spawn Ranch, she's the pregnant one. Oh, of course. Yeah, she. You know, she's pregnant, so she looks a little different than she did as a nine-year-old. I will have to l- look for her again. Yeah, she's the one that goes and and tells him that uh, the about the Hawaiian shirt guy. Sure, sure. <laughs> down at the uh, the ranch, I saw in the credits the first time we saw it, Danielle Harris. And I said, wait, I the Couldn't thing be, I right? the thing I know her from is her run on Roseanne. She like moves in as next door neighbors to the Connors, mm. and Wings Hauser is her dad, who becomes like John Goodman's buddy, and she's like kind of a bad girl but plays good girl, and so she had like a several. That's so that's what I knew Danielle. So this was probably of course, of course. so that was probably you know you and America. Well, I mean, it was probably during the height of Roseanne, yeah. so I imagine those episodes are pretty well remembered. But uh, I sadly never seen her in like her great horror role and. Super impressed. Now you have. Super impressed with everything she brought to Jamie. Uh, right up to the finish. What do you think of that ending? I was going to say. I actually what? liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I I liked the uh, the inhuman inhumanity sneaking in to 
to Jamie. I like downer endings. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't uh, actually expect Especially in a I horror didn't movie ex- like this. What a dummy. I didn't expect it. She <laughs> was so sweet and so sympathetic for the whole movie. I thought it was a pretty bold move to take the heart out of her. Because she was such a relatable, sympathetic presence throughout the whole thing. So I thought that... I was actually pretty surprised that they did that. Not knowing anything about Five, if if she's involved or not. I was. She's I on was, the cover. Is she? I don't okay. remember. I, I, I feel like she's in it. I, so I, you, I think you said you saw Five. You know you've seen Five. Years ago. And you could not name less than... Couldn't say anything about Literally it. Literally don't know the... Uh, I think it's The Revenge of Michael Myers. Okay. After Return. The, the the subtitles in this series, like again, like comic books, so like everything it's a little confusing. <laughs> right. So it's like return, revenge, curse, curse. curse. Yeah. They're finally ex- acknowledging, like, all right, we're cursed. All right, something hokey's this is going beyond on. Beyond bad luck. This isn't just a guy. Yeah. All right. And then I think it gets into the H two O and the sure. resurrection and stuff. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I love that we're doing it this way because eventually we will go and. And I'm sure talk about the first two. We'll bounce around, but so we should get to you the guys first gotta, two of them. This is like if you're picking up the comic book collection out of order. And you're just like, the return of this guy? I wonder what what happened. <laughs> I'm putting even money on us doing Resurrection first or the first movie. Next. Okay. I think, I think You don't want to go straight into five after this? You don't want to see what the revenge is? I'm just saying like, knowing us, I could on? see us backwards falling into one of the dumb ones. <laughs> I could see being like, well, we didn't expect to be at H2O uh, before we've talked about the ones we actually like. I could know. see it happening, but who we knows? Do, we, we have a dumb way of doing this. Apparently. Yeah, we don't. We haven't approached everything linearly, and I don't expect us to start. So, yeah, yeah what are you do? I, not knowing anything about 4 or 5, kept thinking to myself, I can't believe how much I'm liking the return of Michael Myers, because... We talked earlier about how brutally unpopular uh, Season of the Witch was. Yeah. Well, it made money, but it did that thing where it made money while angering the people that paid money, which is a quick way to <laughs> ensure that it uh, it uh, is remembered badly. But obviously, we love it. History has been much kinder to it than the 80s were. And so I'm already going into this like, all right, this is what they think is better than Halloween 3, this movie that I love. Sure. Uh, That's what I mean. This movie, had, uh, to me, has a lot to work to do, has a lot to work to do in 1988 and now. Yeah. Because back then it had to keep up with now the Freddy and the Jason. <laughs> After people have already gone through several, several. of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All and- the other franchises had been getting added to while they were sitting out these several years. And now it's got to kind of stand up with. I mean, Halloween is undoubtedly. Now that we've had argument, actual, I think it's one of the best. Yeah, now that we've had actual really good new Halloween movies, the most recent Halloween, and I'm telling you, the one we probably got to do next uh, is Halloween Two, the zombie one, which is actually, uh, I think, going to be the same way as Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. In 10 years, I think people will be really talking up. Oh, the Rob Zombie Halloween Zombie Halloween 2. I do not like the Rob Zombie Halloween. I don't know if I ever saw the second one. The first one, I don't like. I hate it. Yeah. I really hate it. I I dislike it. Yeah. I really hate it. Eventually, I think we'll have our ranked Halloween list. We'll do on a future one once we do more of these. And I am not looking forward to (laughs) rewatching the first Zombie one. I just don't like it. 
It's ugly and it's not the focus I want to see for the series. Yeah. But the second one is something completely different. Interesting. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that one will age better. So now that we've had good modern Halloweens, it's still got to hold up against that 30 years later. Well, and so it had a lot against it. And the I mean, original. People so, still love the original for good reason. If five is anywhere, you know, 75% as good as four, I'm going to be such a happy camper. Because I was not expecting to like Halloween 4 as much as I did. This was this was a really pleasant surprise. Uh I it's it it's on what you surprise. say it's on and ple- <laughs> we have done I think our pleasant impression now more than any other person on uh on the episode. It's amazing. This guy's such a legend how much he comes up on this show in the worst cheapest horror movies and in some all-time legendary movies. Yep. And this is honestly one of his best horror roles. Do we want to just go out on our dueling Pleasance impressions? No. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I won't be able to top. I would really nailed my impression of him uh, yelling at the uh, (laughs) yelling at the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be able to top that, so I'm I, I'm going out on the high note on my pleasant. Fair enough, fair enough. I will allow you to surprise me with any pleasance you want, though, in the next minute. So, I genuinely think this is one of the best pleasance horror movie appearances. I think it's so strong that the it would be able to make the movie stand on just that. The fact that we also get one of the great child horror movie appearances with Daniel Harris. This is really good, and again. One of our favorites, Dwight H. Little. Who's, <laughs> Stop who's, lying to the people. Whose career we've like celebrated. This genuinely does want me, uh, make me want to go out and watch the other uh, genre movies that he's made. His Phantom of the Opera, early 90s direct-to-video remake. Yeah, that's not something I'm now going to want I'm to now see. Looking, uh, now I have to look him up and see. There's got to be something he did. He got ahead. Oh, God. He directed Deep Blue? Deep oh, Blue. no, not Deep Blue Sea. Deep no. Blue. Yeah, that's no, no, no. Was. Okay, okay. Deep Blue was a yeah no but so you know marked for death though that's a good one you genuinely love marked for death you Murder love the Steven Seagal <laughs> is movies right. this guy has somehow had this really cool career we're people that have watched a lot of movies this was not this was a name I had to learn after being so impressed with Halloween four so I know I've joked about him a lot but this guy has had a really cool career and I love that there's directors out there like this to still kind of discover. This guy's done tons of TV, been a working director, has made some movies that have been insanely profitable, and, as his only horror movie, made a very cool sequel that was very difficult to make good. There were so many ways this movie could have been bad that it was not, and I can't believe it. So go see Halloween 4. Where did you watch it? You said it was on... uh, It's on Shudder. Shudder, okay. I think 4 and 5 are on Shudder right now. Maybe more. Yeah. If you haven't heard this kind of praise for it uh, and you haven't given it a chance because of that, or if you just haven't seen it in a while and want to revisit it, I think it's well worth the 90 minutes. I I dig it. When we eventually do our Halloween top 12, this has a chance at top five for me, and I was not anticipating that. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. I it's not going to break my top three. <laughs> there are certain flaws that it has, but way better than way better credit than I uh, would have gone. I think if you can get over the mask being so uh, terrible looking and get into some of the action kind of stuff that goes on, 
Uh, it's definitely got much more of an action film vibe because of a, this action film director. Maybe look at it that Michael Myers is so inhuman and so soulless that this guy can't even bother be bothered to realize he looks like a fucking idiot. Look at it that way. Like, wow, this guy really doesn't give a shit about He doesn't about give a shit. If he's looking like this much of a goober, like, yeah, this guy doesn't care. I mean, this it's, guy's dangerous. it's 1988, Michael. Yeah. Get with the times. Like, this guy is just, ooh. A little color, you know? <laughs> a little, little, <laughs> little gel in that, that hair. That jelly white fake mask in it, that stupid Muppet hair, man. The Muppet hair. It's a drag, but <laughs> it's good. It came to this. It came to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Check it out. Good night.